This podcast is brought to you by Trend. Trend is a micro-influencer marketing platform that helps connect brands with influencers. Learn more, join our network, or start an influencer campaign at trend.io. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the DTC pod. I'm your host, Jay. And today I'm joined again with Jamie, our head of customer success at Trend. Uh, Jamie helps all of the great brands on Trend optimize their campaigns, uh, make sure that they see the success that they're looking for. Um, Really does a good job there. Um, So super excited to have you again, Jamie. Um, This is now your third podcast episode. So um, hopefully more in the pipeline. So if you guys like what Jamie's doing, feel free to shoot us a note as well, because I think he's doing some great stuff over here, content-wise. But anyways, today we're going to be talking about um, why it's so important to set campaign guidelines, everything about campaign guidelines, why you need them. Jamie helps uh, a lot of brands help to optimize their guidelines. And uh, for Trend, what that means is uh, we have a different process. So obviously our creators apply to brands instead of brands reaching out. So it's kind of a little bit of reverse. Um, But Jamie does a great job of helping to optimize those campaign guidelines and ensure that brands get the most creators they possibly can and have the best opportunity to find uh, someone that's going to really create a successful campaign. So Jamie, super excited to have you on this episode talking about campaign guidelines. Um, And let's just jump right into it. So um, for people that don't have campaign guidelines or aren't really using them or don't have like a campaign brief when they're just reaching out to influencers or creators, uh, let's talk about like maybe some of the basic elements like and why that is so important to have. Like you shouldn't just be reaching out blindly to creators without any sort of game plan. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me back, Jay. Um, you know, campaign guidelines are a critical, a critical piece. It's kind of, um, you know, uh, making sure that you, you're be successful from the beginning, um, having a plan from the start, um, kind of the no plan is, um, uh, quote that we always hear, um, you know, start with one from the beginning. So the goal with the campaign guidelines is to set the expectations for our creators up front. Um, this is the record of truth. This is what creators are basing their content off of. So naturally you want to provide as much detail as possible and you want to be concise and clear with it all as well. You don't want to just provide a lot of wishy-washy um, words, um, a lot of passive language in it. You want it to be active and you want it to communicate exactly what you're looking for. Um, what products are you going to be sending them? What do you want them to mention in their caption? What do you want the content itself, which is a super important piece of the pie, especially here at Trend, um, for what you are looking for? Um, and then also in the campaign guidelines, if you're not using a software like Trend, um, making sure that the creators know up front that you intend to use and um, are asking for rights to use that content afterwards. So um, where Trend manages that for you and uh, where the content is, is yours to leverage after, um, you know, working through the Trend software, um, once the creator's content is approved, um, if you're using this on your own and you're building your own campaign guidelines, you want to make sure that that's uh, included in the guidelines as well. Hey, this is something that, you know, we're going to be repurposing on our end. So 
um, making sure that that information is included as well. So that's that's the high level of creating a campaign guidelines. It's expectation setting. It's setting yourself up for, for success up front and putting the, the work in and, and talking about the little things that need to be accomplished throughout the, the campaign itself. Yeah, definitely. And I think uh, one thing I want to mention too, uh, I know you hit on the what should you mention. I think it's also important for people when they're putting together that creative brief campaign guidelines to also put together what they want the creator to not mention. Because yeah. <laughs> sometimes, Absolutely. I mean, creators are, they're creative. Like that it, creator comes from the word creative. So they, they want to take uh, that extra step, that leap and kind of really put together something awesome. But, you know, they aren't your brand. Um, they aren't in it every day. So they don't always know what they shouldn't be saying. I mean, even over here at Trend, like one thing that we hit on a lot, just talking about our personal brand is, we're very creator focused. Like you'll hear us say a lot more, use the term creator rather than influencer. Cause mm-hmm. you know, we really believe in the content piece, but that's something that's really important that, you know, if someone that isn't in trend every day probably doesn't really know or doesn't really think about um, cause influencer is kind of the word that, that exists out there. A lot of people aren't really just calling them creators as much as we do. Um, but that's kind of an aside uh, going back to our topic a little bit more. Um, let's talk about some of these different like individual elements. I know you mentioned, um, things like having like a guide and putting together what you should mention, um, just being really specific and upfront on the requirements. I think content rights was a really good one that you hit on there. Um, like what are some of the things that you should really like go in depth on, especially when it comes to like video and photo style, like what should you be including over there? Um, What's really helpful for creators Um, when it comes to the caption, what's maybe helpful for creators there Um, and anything else that you can really think of and want to hit on. Yeah, that's, that's, I could talk almost all day about this topic. Um, I think up front, you want to start with the timeline um, trend again, you know, you'll kind of hear me reference back to the software that we have. Um, but we set those dates for our brands, um, for the creators. If you're building your own campaign guidelines and you're reaching out to creators, you know, timeline is an expectation that needs to be set. So make sure that that's clearly communicated and confirm it with the creator. Um, making sure that they understand what products you'll be sending them. It sounds sim- silly, but, you know, making sure that you want, they understand that they're re- receiving, you know, this skincare product or this, this fitness supplement or whatever it may be. Maybe it's a bundle of products and you're allowing them to choose which one. Um, maybe they um, will be sent a, a bundle and they want to share all of it. Maybe you're doing a giveaway and unboxing. So these are the different types of uh, campaigns that you can run, but need to explicitly share ahead of, of um, the engagement with the creator. So, you know, talking about the type of campaign that you're looking for, the products that you're going to be sent, the timeline in in terms of those first three topics that I shared. Um, But if you're doing influencer marketing, you know, there's a solid chance that you're uh, you're running this on Instagram. Um, So let's, let's kind of focus in on Instagram for the time being. You want to share talking points around your brand and the product that you're sending. The reason you want to do this is because this allows them to uh, be creative about the the caption that they can provide. They know how to articulate to their audience what is most important to their audience because it's important to them as the creator and that's why their audience follows them. So if you provide them, let's say, you know, 
five to 10 bullet points about your brand and the product, the creator can then take those bullet points and those talking points and reference them in the caption. They don't have to use all 10. That would be a pretty long caption, but you have the ability to let the creators choose their three to five um, most important, whatever resonates most with that creator. Um, so allowing them to choose from those talking points and, and really craft a message to their audience themselves. You know, that's part of what you're paying the creator to do. Be creative with the language that they, they have. Then there's the style guide. This is an area where you want to describe um, what type of content you're looking for. And you touched upon it earlier with that being a really main driving force for trend. We are all in on content. Content, we, we see it drive businesses. Um, fresh content, new content, content from different people, content from the same people. Um, this is the type of stuff that you, know, you need for your business to, to, keep, to stay relevant. So um, making sure that you communicate the type of content, those images, those digital assets that you're looking for, kind of getting back to the type of campaign. We're looking for lifestyle shots. We're looking for product shots. We're looking for unboxing. We're doing a giveaway, um, making sure that that type of stuff is defined. And then also letting them know the little things about, you know, what the campaign should and shouldn't do. So you asked earlier about what shouldn't a creator include in, in a camp or in the content itself, which is, you know, it sounds, it sounds silly, um, but it's super important. Don't include competitive brands. Don't include, um, you know, uh, poor lighting or stuff like that. You want, it seems obvious, I know, um, but you, these, these mistakes have been made by other brands. So learn from these other brands who have communicated this with us. They say, you know, we, we tried working with creators before and, you know, for some reason they included our main competitor in the photo. So like that type of stuff, um, you want to just kind of cut, cut from the beginning and make sure that the creators know not to include that. And then there's the stuff that you want them to include. We want you to be outside. We want you to be out in nature. We want you to be indoors with your family. Um, that type of information is super critical when communicating the type of content that you are looking for from the creators themselves. So um, hopefully that provides a little bit of guidance for creating a campaign guidelines. Um, the last thing I'd probably mention, don't hesitate to provide examples, examples that you either have or you've seen. Maybe you're searching on Pinterest one day and you saw some great content. You were like, you know, it would be awesome. This piece of content, except with my product as the hero of that, of that photo. So um, share that with the creators. This is the type of content that we're looking for. And then matching the creators that you're working with uh, or looking to work with to the type of content you're looking for. You know, you want, you know, bright, um, warm photos. Find creators that have bright, warm photos on their Instagram feed already um, and work with those types of individuals. So that's the type of stuff that you should be thinking about when uh, creating campaign guidelines. Um, naturally, I'm biased because we have this all formatted for our, our customers already. So um, creating that flow is, is uh, much simpler in a software like this, but that should get you uh, a step in the right direction for uh, not using a software and reaching out to creators on your own. I think there's some really good points there. Uh, one thing that really stands out to me is the piece about, and this is kind of like a little bit of an aside as well. I think the bullet points that you hit on, um, putting together, you know, five to 10 bullet points are really important. And not only for just the campaign brief itself, but it's also a good exercise, you know, for your brand. Like we work with a lot of smaller businesses as well. Like obviously small businesses, 
make up a majority of the businesses. Naturally, not everyone can be a 500 plus employee operation. Um, But I think having those bullet points are really important too, because then you kind of figure out like, what are your different audience buckets as well? Like, I think to your point that you mentioned on the creator piece, like you can work with a bunch of different creators and you might have like different types of audiences. Like maybe you're a fitness brand and you're able to appeal to the person that's in the gym all the time. And you're also able to appeal to the person that's going to the gym maybe just a couple times a week. So having those different bullet points, I think is really important. Um, And it can kind of also just help you as more of a brand marketing kind of exercise as well and helping to further define your brand. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I think that that's a really great point that you bring up there. And, you know, you're working with these creators um, to either go after tried and true audiences that you already have um, or working with micro-influencers to test out new audiences. So kind of getting back to the fitness um, example that you just provided. Let's say, like, we have a brand, a huge, a huge fitness brand that wants to work with audiences that they don't necessarily um, work well with at the moment, or haven't reached yet. Is a better way to put it. I shouldn't say work, not work well with, um, that they haven't reached yet and want to test out working with that group. So you know, they've got they've got the fitness community basically locked down. So now they're interested in maybe working with. Mm, uh, influencers who are mothers or influencers that are more just like uh, lifestyle folks. So, you know, you have the ability to test out different content um, with these campaigns and, and work and reach different audiences. Um, and then also to the bullet points, it allows the creator to add their creative flair to it, which is super important. You know, it's, it is a bit of an art when you're communicating all of this stuff to a creator because you want to provide enough detail that you get what you're looking for but you want to not provide too much detail where you're putting the creator in a box and not allowing any flexibility. So, um, you know, trying to figure that out, hone in on that yourself. It is a learning curve a little bit, uh, one that you'll get over super fast once you start to experience it like anything, but um, something that to definitely be thinking about when creating these campaign briefs. Yeah, thanks for diving into that. I think that that was really helpful to look at. One other thing I also wanted to talk about, kind of switching gears to another point that you made about the style photos. Um, I think it's really important. And I, I love how you hit on that piece on like, maybe if you see something on Pinterest or you see something online um, that you might want to throw it into your video and style guide, like, I guess, and you kind of already answered this question a little bit. So I'm, I'm kind of setting you up with a little bit of a layup over here, but Uh, I'd love to hear like, what if you don't like, you know, obviously a lot of brands launching new products every day, uh, new businesses coming into the market all the time. Like what happens if you're just, if you're just starting or maybe you already have started, but you haven't made content a big focus of you. Um, How do you put together like a video or, or photo style guide when you don't have anything to begin with? Like what's the secret sauce there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's defining your brand, understanding where your brand is, the tone of your brand, um, how you communicate to your audience, um, and then finding similar brands that do a really good job of communicating to their audience. Um, and I'm going to go out and say it, copying a little bit. You know, I, it's it's something that you shouldn't necessarily shy away from. Um, if you want to get great content that kind of looks like another brand, whether it's, you know, I'd I'd probably steer away from, you know, doing direct 
competitors, uh, but finding brands that are in other either niches or um, have a really great communication strategy to their audiences with the content they produce um, and kind of just sharing that with the creator. Hey, this is the tone. This is the, um, the type of colors. This is the type of uh, imagery that we want to share with our audience. Um, if you could replicate something like this, um, we'd definitely be uh, in the right ballpark. So, um, you know, trying to go out and, and find examples is super important um, to really getting uh, in line with what you're looking for and uh, making sure that um, your expectations, the creator's expectations are all aligned from the beginning. Yeah, and I think you hit on something that's really awesome over there. I think, um, you know, a lot of brands are probably thinking about like, you know, do I want to have my product set indoors, outdoors? Like, is it something related with like cooking, working out? Like, what is that? Uh, but I think color is a really important part of that creative creative brief, those campaign guidelines, because to have that quality content and reach that level, um, you definitely want to have a like a good sense of what, your brand colors are and what you want to really highlight over there. So I think that's a really good thing that you hit on over there. Um, And I also want to talk about one other thing um, that was really interesting that you hit on. And you talked about timeline as well earlier in the podcast, Um, that being something really important, setting the right expectation. Um, What is the right expectation? Like, I, I think obviously like, you know, people, we have brands that have created campaigns and run them before. Um, we have brands that have not created them. Um, but timeline is obviously something that you can continue to keep working on. Like what is a, a good timeline to set for a campaign? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. And from what I hear, um, I was on a conversation yesterday with one of our, with one of our brands who um, was sharing about their experience pre-trend and, and post-trend and you know, it's something that I've heard multiple times from our brands as well. Working with creators outside of a software platform, um, you know, you're probably going to see a two to three month timeline. Um, you want to set an expectation that it's quicker than that. Um, so if I were a brand reaching out on my own, I would probably say, you know, hey, we're looking to get content turnaround in a month um, or a month and a half. Um, now, without a software uh, involved in that, there's negotiation, there's uh, rights that need to be discussed about how the content's used, um, and different negotiate. And ideally, the campaign guideline that you create removes a lot of the friction in terms of that conversation. So, setting the timeline of a month and a half, but understand and sticking to that on your side, um, and then um, you know having the understanding that this could go on a couple weeks. Um, whether it's the creator not being super responsive um, or the creator, um, you know, not uh, just having some having some back and forth with you on some of the communications. Some creators are phenomenal. Some creators you're going to reach out to are going to be ultra responsive, um, understand the terms of your agreement, understand the campaign guidelines, and they'll probably turn it around in, you know, easily in that month and a half. Um, so, you know, making sure that those expectations are set from the beginning, um, is super important, but they have a lot of projects that they're juggling and making sure that, um, they are, uh, keeping this a top of priority for them is, is definitely that you'll be something that you as a, either a team member or the person running this campaign, 
um, will have to help manage. Now, with trend, um, we do see uh, timelines of around three to four weeks in terms of con- content. Um, and we usually see it on that three-week content timeline because the campaign brief is put out to the network. Creators apply to opt in to work with you. So you get to review those campaigns and you know you can take a few days to review those applications to your campaign and say, hey, these are the types of folks that I want to work with. Approve them and immediately ship product. So um, product can get to the in, uh, from starting your campaign guideline to shipping product and the uh, creator receiving it, they can get product within two weeks. Everything's pre-negotiated. Uh, and then they have seven to 10 days to create content uh, once they receive it. So that timeline is already um, you know, communicated to the creators. It's part of them joining our network. Um, so it just creates a fast and repeatable process for our brands to get content fast. Um, so if that's something that you're uh, interested in, that's that's what Trend is helping out with. And that's what I heard from you know the brand that I was chatting with yesterday, we dramatically decreased to more than half the time of getting content for that brand. Yeah, and that's really important because like even though you might not be thinking about the importance of timeline, like that affects your go-to-market strategy with a lot of these things, like your ability to to use that content in an ad. Like if you're taking an extra one to two months to complete a campaign. That might be one to two months that you're not able to plug that content into an ad and you're missing out on those those huge increases in uh, ROAS, return on ad spend. So I think it's really important to also understand how important it is to have campaigns completed really quickly. Um, I know we've been talking about a lot of different topics over here for creating your campaign and having the right campaign guidelines. Before we kind of wrap it up, I want to turn it over to you one last time, Jamie. Is there anything that we missed or anything that, that you really want to just double down on and, and highlight on the importance of, you know, what needs to be in that campaign guideline and what you need to put together there. Again, you know, it's the, it's the art of providing uh, flexibility with parameters. Um, so not putting creators in that box where they feel like they can't provide that artistic um, lens that they have. Um, but also, you know, putting up the, the bumpers in the bowling alley, if you will, to make sure that it's still heading down the direction that you need it to. So um, providing those bullet points for the caption, providing uh, optionality for the type of content you're looking for, um, and then providing examples that you're looking for as well. All critical ways to make sure that you're successful from the beginning uh, and just clearly articulate it. Um, It's all about communication at the end of the day. And if you can clearly articulate what you're looking for, uh, I think you're going to have a tremendous experience working with that creator. Yeah, I agree as well. And one last point I'm going to add is also knowing how much your budget is for that creator. Sometimes it can get a little bit expensive and it's important to know what your budget's going to be per creator and have those in kind of your your creative brief and kind of understanding those things. Um, I'm also going to plug Trend over here and say, even though those rates can get expensive, uh, all of our creators on the platform um, for brands, $100 a piece pretty much. Um, so fixed rate. Uh, so if you want to scale on a budget, that's definitely important there. Um, but I think we've covered a lot of great things on campaign guidelines and what's, what's really important there. Um, so Jamie, thanks again for joining us on the pod. It's been another great episode. I'm sure more to come with you talking about different things. Um, everyone that's listening out there, we appreciate you listening again. Um, thanks for joining us on the DTC pod and we will see you next time.